community of members, coaches, and professionals working as a team of like-minded individuals in constant pursuit. Connecting this exclusive group with the tools and resources they require to live a high-performance lifestyle, conquering what life has thrown at them. We are Living the Fit Life. Welcome to the Living the Fit Life podcast, episode number 30. I'm your host, Chad Mueller, and today I'm joined by Michelle DeJong. Michelle, can you believe it? 30 episodes. I know. It's crazy. I can't believe it's 30 episodes. Um, probably thanks to Chad over the last little bit. He's been a uh, slave driver on the podcast. So <laughs> grateful for him for keeping us in line and um, getting to spread uh, a lot of word lately in the area of uh, fitness, recovery, all that fun stuff. So thank you, Chad. 30 episodes. Yeah, 30 episodes coming up on almost a full year. So it'll be super exciting. And I think um, the podcast kind of gets easier when you get really great guests. And I think we've, yes. I mean, we, we know the community has a lot of awesome people with a lot of different backgrounds. So um, today is no different, right? We kind of started off and we were kind of within the Dijon circle for a while. And now we've kind of expanded to have some other awesome guests. And today we're welcoming Bethany Koverik to the podcast. How are you? I am fantastic. Thank you. Definitely feeling hopeful, excitement, and uh, optimistic. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. I love (laughs) the attitude. And yeah, Bethany's been with the LP community for the past few years. Um, She always brings a a warm presence and a big smile to the gym every time she walks in. And she's, I think, at the end of 2019, you're sort of uh, cruising with the Nooners. And then obviously with COVID, you've been... uh, rocking the virtual uh workouts during lockdown um and yes of course uh longtime member ryan covey we'll just call him covey um is your brother so shout out to covey shout out to covey hey ryan <laughs> yes i think he might be a bit uh disappointed that his uh sis got on the podcast before him so <laughs> apologies ryan <laughs> uh, well maybe we'll keep this a secret until he can listen we'll see um but yes uh you're you're a dancer actor yoga teacher and a meditation practitioner so i think today it would be great to kind of learn about your background um and i think me and michelle both are sort of really interested in learning how to build a meditation practice because i think um i mean me personally i could definitely use it um so super excited <laughs> Yeah, I think we've done a a lot of uh, fitness related, a lot of recovery related from like um, a a physiotherapy, chiro, sort of that Mm -hmm. uh, sort of practice. So I think today will be a nice little change of pace from from that recovery and give some different ideas and options for for everyone and for you and me, Chad. Yeah, I like I like the mindset side. I mean, I've. uh... It's actually really great timing because I've just started recently thinking about this in regards to golf. So this might actually be perfect timing for someone like myself. So hopefully, Bethany, you can help us out. Yeah, absolutely. And I just want to thank you for having me, Chad and Michelle. I think it's incredible the opportunities that you give your LP members and also just uh, to the whole community in a whole. Just the things that you give, you can just you can see it as you your why is just really big and very grateful to be a part of this community that's great well, that's awesome Beth. Awesome. <laughs> thank yeah. you it's great to have you butter, <laughs> butter up the host i like butter. it i like it <laughs> yeah. it's always a good start <laughs> um maybe we can start with uh you know give us a quick background of sort of um what you do um 
you know, we we're kind of mentioning uh, dancer, actor, yoga teacher, all sounds really exciting. Maybe give us a little bit of information of uh, what that is and um, what keep, been keeping you busy for the past little bit. For sure. Yeah. Well, our theater community is in pause right now. So I haven't had the opportunity for a couple of years to perform on stages across Canada, but it definitely is a huge passion of mine. And I really look forward to getting back on a stage. And uh, one being my favorite stages is the Stratford Festival. And I was actually heading into my fifth season with the festival in 2020 before the pandemic hit. And uh, it was uh, going to be a really special show. And I, I was really excited about that season. Um, but we are on pause with that. So with that said, I also am an entrepreneur as well. So I run a dance competition with my family. And uh, I also have a huge passion for teaching yoga. So I've been doing a lot of things virtually right now, as we all are teaching virtual yoga online, as well as doing uh, running dance workshops, which I just actually launched uh, our Dance Canada workshop last week. So lots of new things that are coming up for an online, online stuff. That's cool. That's exciting. Um, yeah, let's hope that uh, Stratford gets back up. What have So you've been there, so you would have been there for five years. This would be your fifth year at Stratford. Yeah, and you have to audition every year. And, okay. Uh, we are we are uh, self-employed actors, so any kind of audition, any job that we do in the performing world, you have to audition for. So okay. it's not like you are guaranteed a season with Stratford or a season with any other theater company in Canada. But uh, I was very fortunate to yeah head into my fifth season with Stratford. I was lucky enough to see Bethany in Stratford and um, cool. she's pretty, pretty awesome. Can you tell us a little bit about um, some of the shows that you've done? Just to kind yeah. of give people an idea of what, yeah, what you've done. Yeah, yeah, of course, Michelle. So uh, I love dance. I started off with dancing and then I grew to be an actor and a singer as well. So I'm in those big dance musicals here. They also uh, run uh, plays as well but I do the major musicals here and I was supposed to be in Chicago with uh, in 2020 as well as a new play Frankenstein which was supposed to be a revival oh, and cool. then yeah yeah it was it was actually supposed to open at the new Tom Patterson so at that time it was going to be all redone and actually it's, it's gorgeous right now I walked I did a walk there this morning and everything is is done in in the theater there at the new Tom Patterson but uh, yeah it was supposed to be a big deal for the 2020 season was the new Tom Patterson theater but also I was in Guys and Dolls in 2017 I was in HMS Pinafore. I was in the Rocky Horror Show in 2018. Uh, people loved that. It was just a wild crowd every night. It was insane, uh, as well as Music Man and uh, Chorus Line. So it was the, the seasons that I've had here were pretty spectacular. Very, very grateful. A lot of work in, in those seasons, but it's just it's very rewarding. So cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, so you're saying it's a lot of work. So like, 
can you tell us a bit more about that? Like, so like, what does like the lifestyle look like on that side of things for you? (laughs) So at times of performing, we perform about, we do eight shows a week and we start our season when I'm working at Stratford and I work other places as well. But when I do work there, we start our season in February rehearsing and then we go all the way to October, November ish with uh, between rehearsals into a preview into opening in May and then a full run of the show up until October, November. So that's nine months of work. And it's pretty amazing to get nine months of solid work as an actor in Canada. And so it's, it's a wonderful place to grow and learn. It's a, it's a whole repertory theater. So you get to actually, they, you can take vocal lessons and acting classes and they provide classes because they really truly believe in the artist and they want you to keep growing and learning and striving for you know your highest potential and that's why I love working here because it really gives you that opportunity opportunity to grow as an artist and and really as human beings right it's like never stop growing and I just I love being on that personal growth path and so the arts has really fit into that for me and uh, it's been really cool being a part of the Stratford season and uh, we were talking a little bit about that on and off season of kind of what that looks like Um, (laughs) because you're off season you definitely do need that time to restore and uh, to heal your body and to uh, just take some time away from stage and performing Hmm. that 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 nine months of in season is that like devoted to like one single production or would you say that would be multiple different productions yeah great question so when you're at stratford usually you're in two shows and that is because it is a repertory theater Mm -hmm. so i would be doing four shows on uh, one musical four shows a week on another musical so eight shows total but four shows as I said, one musical, four shows, the other musical. So you're switching gears there all the time of doing each what performance. Uh, you know, one day I could have a two-show day. So at 2 o'clock, I could be performing musical one. And then at 8 o'clock at night, I could be performing musical number two. <laughs> that is wild. I don't even think I could remember one little section <laughs> of words, let alone two shows in one day. That's amazing. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah, it's definitely you need to have like that visual brain and to I just yeah, to copy the choreography and to learn a whole show and it takes a while to get it into your body. But you know, like once you get even in that fitness routine, oh, okay, 715am I'm waking up and doing my virtual. It's, It's just you drop into that space. And then that's where you can just then you grow from there, right? Mm-hmm. Because you've been practicing and being in that routine, just like fitness, you're practicing and being that routine. And then when you just dive into that, then, then you can grow uh, more in, into your art, into your fitness, that kind of thing. When yeah. you are in season, Bethany, what would a typical day look like? Like if you had those two shows, like what time do you get up? What time do you go to bed? What, is there any recovery or any other 
might not even be any fitness in there. Like what does that sort of day look like for you? Yeah. So I'll break it up into uh, what a rehearsal period would look like. And then I'll break it up into what a performance schedule would look like. That would be helpful because there's two totally different things. So during a rehearsal period, it's about 10 to six is when I would be rehearsing in the rehearsal hall. I would wait. I want to wake up early. I want to get my body moving because when I hit that 10 a.m., I want to be able to, I want to know that I'm ready to go vocally, physically, and just mentally prepared to take on my day working with the choreographer, director, and all my peers. So I will get up early. I love getting up early anyways, uh, between maybe 6, 6.30. I'll hit the gym. I'll have my breakfast. Uh, do more of my morning routine, journaling, whatever, just getting my mindset ready for the day. And then I'll hit uh, the rehearsal hall around 9.30 to start for a 10 a.m. show, or sorry, a 10 a.m. rehearsal. And then we're done at 6. And basically my evening is just that's the recovery, whether it's my it's my dinner, my the bath, <laughs> Epsom salt bath, and just chilling out, getting caught up in some emails and this and that, and then in hitting the bed around 9.30. When I come into a show schedule, it's very different because our show, if I have an 8 o'clock show, it might end at 11 p.m. So therefore, my schedule is shifted. And, and then when you're done a show, you're not just like you are on such a high, like it's so exciting someone's at the show, you're so pumped to see them, <laughs> you know, maybe you want to go for a drink, it's Friday night, or you just, even if you don't, and you want to go home, your brain and you're still spinning, you're wired, right? you are so wired. And so it takes a couple hours, like a good couple hours to just get yourself off of that high. And, you know, that is a part of a recovery for myself to know, okay, you know, that that job is done, you don't have to take that home with you. And, you know, it's almost, it's a very, uh, very spiritual ritual routine for myself is just saying, okay, that's my work. The acting's done. You know, you close that and then you can leave and you walk out of that stage door and you know who you are <laughs> and, you know, you just, and you go and you, and you, you do your life when you, when you walk out the stage door. So those are really important things for myself that I like to implement and just becoming aware of of, of that. So like I said, it's really shifted. My time has shifted. So I'll sleep in till nine, nine thirty, and then I'll start that routine again, whether it depends if I want to do that light stretch, some yoga, uh, it's nice to, you know, go to the gym, but you also have to really listen to your body. And there's times in my seasons and in my life that I didn't listen to my body and it caught up with me. And uh, it's, I had to learn this whole recovery thing and learn meditation and learn to take care of yourself because uh, at one point in my life, I didn't. And over time and distance, you, you notice those things. So like I said, in that performance season, uh, yeah, I did, you do that sleep in, that nice recovery is maybe in that morning time and evening with a two o'clock show, you come home, you eat your dinner. I own a home so sometimes I might need to cut the grass. No, <laughs> and then you go into your evening show, and uh, yeah. So it's a big, it's a big commitment because it's not necessarily all about you. It's about 
it's about the audience. It's about what you can give to the 1700 people that we have filled that those seats with. And it's, uh, you give a lot of yourself to, to those people to make them happy for a nice outing. You know, theater isn't cheap and, uh, it's, it's, we want to give ourselves, like, we want to give them the best of us. And so we have to also give ourselves the best of us with using that recovery time. And I think that's just such a really great metaphor for life. Like you need to give yourself and fill your own cup because no one else will do that for you. Wow, that's cool. It's an intense schedule for sure. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) It's very intense. (laughs) But I I love how you're very intentional about certain things though. Um, And I, I think, so I, I have a lot of questions, but I think we'll probably come back to this because I'm, I'm curious, you know, how you got into the doors of LP and how, yeah, I have a, a few other questions, but like, so how did you first get introduced to LP? How did we fit into this schedule? <laughs> Where did you guys come from in my life? <laughs> and like, maybe even why, like, why, jo- why joining LP? Yeah, even a better question. Totally. So my awesome brother, Covey, introduced me to LP. He's been going there, I don't even know, for so long. Forever. It's like and, we should have him on the uh, podcast or something. Maybe. I'm not <laughs> we'll sure. We'll see. We're still deciding. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I love him to bits. He's the most incredible person and a very supportive brother. Like, always shows up. Like, he's always in my life. He'll always show up and ever so grateful for that. But uh, he was bugging me to go, come, come, Bethany, come, Bethy, come to, like, come check out the gym that I work out at. And said, no, it's okay, Ryan. And I kind of kept flaking, flaking him off. And uh, I, you know, it's one of those, like, I don't know. I don't know if I need that and, and whatnot. But after Christmas, uh, it was, I had a good Christmas break. <laughs> and I was heading into <laughs> my Stratford season. And that was started in February. So I had that, if we were calling it an off, my off season in January. And I had the opportunity to, to fit LP in my schedule. And so I was like, okay, I'll give this a try. Like I need to get in some shape and da da da. So I went with my brother. Was, was fitness a big part of your life before this? Yeah, I, I love, I was very, I, I liked the cardio side okay. of things because of being in shows. Mm-hmm. So I would go for runs. I went to a gym here in Stratford and, you know, did my own thing, but kind of didn't really know what I was doing, but I thought I knew I was doing, but you don't know what right, you're doing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and like you start on a cardio machine for 40 minutes and then you think you can do like a five minute weight gig. And then you're like, I killed it. Yeah. And, you know, working with pros, such as you all, you realize that's not the fit life, you know, (laughs) but um, anyways, it was, it was a learning curve for me and it was exactly what I needed at that time. But all of a sudden I went with Kobe one, one day and I was completely hooked and uh, I, I had four weeks off uh, before I started my Stratford season. And then I went, I literally went every single day. Michelle, you probably yeah. remember that. Yeah. I even went in, I think on a Sunday as a recovery. Like you need a rest day. <laughs> right. 
And, you know, to all the listeners here, it definitely is not the quit, the quick, uh, sorry, the quick life. <laughs> it's the fit life. <laughs> LOL. And, uh, but, you know, I didn't live in Kitchener and I had that opportunity where I could for that in my off season and I wanted to train and I was so hooked and it, it, it made me feel good. It just, it just made me feel amazing. I was crazy sore, but I just, I loved it because you knew that you were getting the results because of the people that are designing, Michelle and Adam, that were, are designing these, these schedules and, and the, um, the classes. So you just try, you trusted them. And so I was totally hooked on it from there. And, you know, I didn't obviously have the virtual that I do now, which I'm so freaking grateful for. So I wanted to totally shove it in those four weeks because I wanted to learn all the exercises and all the things before I headed back because truly I could, you can't really fit in that and driving this back and forth during a crazy rehearsal mm. period. Cool. Yeah. I, I, I guess, I guess, um, with the increase. So like, is it fair to say like, yeah, like you said, like the fitness level that you were doing before LP is a little bit different than the level that you're sort of doing now, even virtually, but we're, you're yet to see sort of some of the results and how they would sort of, uh, be implemented on stage. Right. Cause I guess you haven't been on stage since you really joined <laughs> LP, right? Well, going pretty, yeah. Um, just taking it, it's been incredible because I've now had that steady cons uh, yeah, consistent yeah. as Michelle loves to use, right? Like you love the consistency, <laughs> consistency as I learned from you, coach Michelle, but I had, I've had that consistency since the pandemic. That's something that I'm grateful for with being virtual with LP. And I have noticed the differences of just being stronger. Uh, I've, I've had to redo auditions and still dance and there's auditions and TV and film and stuff happening in Toronto. Mm -hmm. So no, I haven't noticed because I'm not doing a three hour show in that capacity, but I have noticed just in the sense of I'm still doing online auditions and it's just, you're, you're, you're almost always ready. And, and that's that. what is pretty magical about yeah lp is also obviously you don't i haven't found that recovery which we can chat about later but you do you really do feel on it and feel really good in your body and where it sits you know mm -hmm. and and so like um how has so so i guess the recovery side of things um some of the uh, so it sounds like you're like you know you relate a lot to the other members because we have a ton of members that are just like, you know, constantly busy with so much different things. And it's really interesting talking to different people with different backgrounds, but we're all at the same place of just like, we're busy, you know, everyone's hustling to get better individually, but they all sort of carve out the time for themselves, right? Development of fitness and recovery and these sort of things. Um, so like how, like, when did you start really focusing on the recovery side of things for you? Like, was this always part of your mindset in the uh with your background about dance i mean i know there's like dancing is is a sport that's physically demanding from a very young age usually like was recovery a part of that or was this something that you just kind of started adding to your sort of you know recipe just the past few years 
Yeah, that's such a good question. Uh, I don't think that the recovery thing came naturally for me per se. Uh, I have such a like a high strong personality and a go getter and perfectionist, and and so I actually had to learn this kind of stuff because it just all of a sudden you can just feel, oh, this isn't sustainable anymore. What I'm doing and keep pushing myself isn't doesn't feel good in in my body. Um, you know, being a professional performer and growing up in the dance world. I, I dealt with that, a lot of that anxiety and, and fear. And so what happened is I, like, I started comparing myself and, and then what I started like not having a really great relationship with myself. And this like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna tie this into the recovery piece, but um, being a performer, you know, you, you have, you really have to think of yourself as an athlete because we truly are. We're training our bodies. We're training our voices mm -hmm. for a show. And nutrition was definitely a challenging piece for myself with that, uh, to properly feed myself and feed my body with the nutrients that I needed. And, um, there was, you know, there's one thing to push yourself to the next level and then one thing to push yourself to survive. And I definitely felt like I was on that survival mode and I didn't have that healthy relationship with my body. And, and, and then you just start not loving what you're doing anymore. So this was definitely a slow and steady process into finding that recovery for myself. I started doing a lot of that journaling, grounded work, reading, meditating. Meditation was a really big part of, oh, okay, I need to slow down. Mm -hmm. And then I saw everyone speed up over along beside me, but like none of that felt right. I was like, I used, I was like that. And I, I don't want to do that anymore. It doesn't feel right. I can't do it. I need this time to slow down. I need time to reflect and, and be with me, learn about me, figure me out because sometimes we can have so much distraction mm -hmm. and then we're not even back in our bodies anymore. When did you, so, when, when did you start doing this? Uh, definitely in my twenties, I would say that, mm. that, that personal growth journey mm. really started for me. I was probably 20, 24, okay. 23, mm. 24. And yoga, I started even yoga when I was 21. That's a big piece of my recovery as well. It's just so much about breath and being in your body. I love teaching that. That's why I'm so passionate about teaching yoga because I just love getting people grounded because I think it's so important and we can have it all. We can totally have that high energy, go for a run, totally listen and jam out to music. And then we can find that grounded space in our body. Let's plant our feet on the ground. Let's get our, our feet in, in the soil. Let's take a breath. Let's breathe from that heart space. And uh, I really, freaking passionate about teaching people that because I knew I know it's a huge tool for myself and now I just I just walk it like I just be it and I don't even know that it's just so ingrained in me now so intriguing intriguing like for me that piece is still missing for sure and I'm I'm so interested in how you made that switch or for example, a month ago, I did a, a meditation challenge and 
um, of course it was a challenge. So I pretty much did my meditation every day and I've checked it off the list yeah. and, and even like, uh, my whoop recovery, um, I don't know, there, there are definitely other factors that were happening, but during this challenge, my whoop recovery was way better. So like I even saw external, mm. um, like influences that were, that should help me say like, okay, this is a, a major thing that I need to implement in my life. And I still struggle to, I, I haven't done it since. So I, I did it for 30 days, right? And then um, I see some positive benefits from it. And, and I still can't make that switch of making it a, a priority. And um, I'm inspired by your, your story because um, you did make that switch and you did give yourself that permission. And I don't know, I, I, I have a hard time making that transition. I also think, Michelle, you are also so hard on yourself. Like you're so incredible. And I don't think you give yourself enough credit because I, I, I think that you, your recovery could look different than other people's recovery. It's just like a meditation. Everyone thinks we have to sit, cross our legs and close our eyes. And that is called meditation. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the check. That's the checkbox, right? That's like the check mark. As like both you and I, we love that. You know, okay, check. We did it. Mm -hmm. You know, and it just might feel or be something different. Like maybe in your, you know, meditation. I'm starting to find that meditation when I'm doing my workout in the morning, and it's so cool just to like tap into being present, breathing, and being in that space. You know, there's like a flow state. I guess, which maybe you're talking about in terms of your ex exercise and your workout. And I definitely, uh, exercise for me definitely, um, can potentially bring out that, that flow state. Um, but meditation and recovery for me, I feel like well, I is, is still missing as much as you're trying to give I, me I, some I credit. I think what but... like, I'm hearing <laughs> with Bethany, like you had like a really, like you had a trigger like really triggered you to like go down this path. Like you weren't happy with your body. Like you weren't having a healthy relationship with your body and your mindset. And you were kind of, and at a, such a young, young age for you to realize that and tap into that and then like make that switch. It's, I mean, that's pretty amazing um, to already have that sort of tool to now balance yourself. And it seems like a trigger versus Michelle, you were just saying, well, it's a challenge and I love challenges. And, and, and so I did it for the challenge, right? Was it like, you didn't really, it wasn't like a trigger that you like absolutely felt you needed it. It was sort of like, Oh, this is, this is a challenge. Someone's challenging me to do this. So I'm going to do it. Well, that's not necessarily the case. I, I think, I think I deep down, I know I need to do it. Um, mm -hmm. And I know that it can potentially help my performance in my life in many different ways. Um, I just haven't found mm -hmm. that. Um switched to encourage me to really dive yeah. deep and make it consistent mm -hmm. yeah i'm the same boat i could use it for sure like my sessions uh bethany and i did some one-on-one -on -one sessions um a while back and physical touch what did you call it again the therapeutic touch Ther therapeutic touch <laughs> yeah. therapeutic touch and honestly like such an amazing hour of my day i loved it um I could do that every day if I had like a coach or I went to a class, but like for me to do it 
on my own, I just, it, it, it's hard. And I, I mean, I guess that's why we have group classes and communities and, and all of that. I guess maybe I just need to find a community. Yeah. Of this. I'm not sure. I'm going off on a we'll tangent. So we'll, <laughs> we'll do another session, Michelle. I'm so glad that you like them. That was, that's amazing. Yes. I'm so happy about that. Every day. You just have to do it with me every day. Every day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I got a sidetrack. Sorry, Chad. No, uh, I, I think this, I, I think understanding your backstory about how you, I mean, I know we can say re- recovery, but I mean, we can obviously talk about mindset and, and use whatever sort of term to represent it. But I think understanding this backstory is helpful because I do think like, like I'm sort of like, I also want to ask the questions about how do I do this? Right. Like, how can I do this? Right. But that's like, you also kind of have to understand like the backstory that someone like Bethany who's, who's has that backstory and now she's implemented it. And now it just seems like, like you said, it's just you, like, this is just like you embody it now. Like you don't even have to think about it anymore. Um, where me and Michelle are just like looking at it as another thing off our to-do list or like, we should have to do this because we want to get a yeah. good whoop score tomorrow. <laughs> um, so like, it's interesting mindset differences of like where we are. So like we've got some work to yeah. do, Chad. Oh my gosh. But yes. don't we all like, <laughs> yeah, the fit life is, you know, it's, it's a, it's a lifestyle choice. And I don't, I don't think anything, as you know, from just being in fitness, right? Like nothing is, nothing comes overnight and it's just deciding, mm-hmm. making mm-hmm. the decision and also forgiving yourself, giving yourself compassion for not being there but you're here and it's like well I love myself right here right now and I want to learn about that and it hasn't necessarily shown up yet you know yes and I agree I'm totally there like I I'm not ha- hating myself because I don't do meditation no I know. Not. <laughs> <laughs> you're like oh, I'm so mad at myself no. <laughs> loving the inspiration that uh we're very similar, have similar backgrounds in terms of our uh, personalities and totally. how you've implemented it in, in your life. Totally. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. And if you, yeah, I, I think we kind of like, I interrupted you, but like, can you continue sort of telling us about sort of how you, how you did implement that into your life? Um and, and some of the things you were talking about yoga and how now you're very passionate about teaching and stuff like that, but how, what are some of the other things that you did to kind of fully embed yourself into this? Like how long did it take you to, to figure this all out for you to feel sort of pretty confident that this is like a thing that you do on an ongoing basis? I think it was just such a, it's a journey. Um, and then every season mm-hmm. you can look back and see how much growth you have done in a certain area. Uh, I found that, in my 20s, I got a chance to travel on my own. I thought that that was a really awesome, very, uh, it was a very personal, uh, a lot of growth experience. And as being a performer and being on stage, I kind of touched on this like a little, little bit, but you're, you're being someone else on stage and then you're in rehearsal. That's eight hours a day of yes, you, you are you, but you're also portraying a character. And, and then, and then you, you know, you're not that character anymore. And 
you come home and you're, who am I? And uh, I found, you know, that was, it's, that's a great way for me to have interpreted that experience. And I really wanted to kind of just escape from all that, to go and travel and just do my own thing, see the world and see like different different places and different cultures. And I think that really helped me shape who I am. And then on top of that, I learned a lot of who I was as well as outside of theater with doing yoga and loving learning and loving cooking and eating like amazing food. And, and so you start picking up all these awesome, wonderful things and experiences to then bring back to your work instead of, so then you're yourself bringing yourself into the work with all the experiences that you've had. And so that was an important piece to this, that whole journey of myself as an actor. And I think implementing certain things and, and evolving yourself, the just experiences in general, I think really molds obviously and who you are. And then just making that those decisions and saying, okay, I want to live that fit life. So what does that look like for me? And, and it's being really clear with that and having that clear uh, visualization of this is where I want to go. I want to live that healthy and fit life. I want to be that person. And, and so I think over time, it's like that over time and distance, you know, it's like that slight edge, that <laughs> slight edge. You know, it's like over time, you're just slightly going, you know, in that positive up the hill or you're slowly going down. And I think with all of those experiences of just making that choice of I want to, you know, be that person of, you know, achieving my aspirations and all of that kind of stuff. I think it just over time, it it adds up to really cool things. And obviously everything is still a journey and I'm still growing. I'm still healing. I'm still figuring it out. I don't think that ever really ends, but I'm in such a cool place to, to feel really grounded and, and confident with where I am going. Amazing. I think you're qualified to help us with build a meditation practice. (laughs) (laughs) I would love that. I would love that. That's amazing. No, I, 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 I love the backstory. Um, and you're a very good storyteller. It's really nice talking to you. Um, you're very good at telling stories and, uh, but I, I, yeah, that's amazing. Um, I'm, I'm (laughs) no problem. Um, I don't want to sound impatient, but I do want to understand more about like, what does this look like tactically on like, like a daily basis? Like what's your like favorite recovery routine? Like what is like, how do you throw this into your crazy life like today or yesterday? Of what? Like recovery. So, so for me, recovery is yeah, like meditation, oh, like mind- meditation. Yeah, in let's, general. let's focus on the, the, let's focus on the mindset. Yeah. So like understood that fitness and, and physical recovery are, are one thing. Um, but now using sort of mindset meditation, however you want to sort of, uh, call it that, but I'm looking at more. So that side of things. Yeah. So my mornings and evenings are, it's, they're everything. I think they really set you up for, you know, your sleep and then your morning, they really set you up for your day. And then throughout the day, you definitely have to do your check-ins. Uh, the morning time is a really great time for a meditation practice. And it doesn't even have to be 
that long. It can be 5, 10, 15. In, in books, they say 30 minutes, and then you start diving really deep into a practice. But, uh, I, you know, I could get any anywhere. I love like a 20-minute meditation. So I will just sit in my, in my meditation cushion and, and be in my practice. Uh, I did, and I learned this, this, this stuff, uh, meditation. I actually went to a 10 day silent meditation retreat and I've done a couple of them. And, uh, it's just, you're in silence all day, every day for 10 days. And I think I really, then, you know, I really dived into that side of things. So it's like letting go of all that other stuff. So then you can really study almost that practice. And it's, you still like, I sometimes don't want to get on my meditation cushion. And then, you know, sometimes I honor that and my meditation is in my bed and, and listening to my breath before I get up in the morning. And I think that is sometimes we have to really listen to that and honor ourselves. Like we are human beings living a human experience and I'm not at a meditation center and and there it's it's very it, like it's the energy and everyone's doing it and you feels like you know you all of a sudden you're creating that community as Michelle is saying right oh I have to find that community of you know meditators it's it's that it's that energy there so when you're here and you're doing your thing and you have so many your to do list your stuff the this the that it's sometimes okay, well, I'm going to find my meditation today and in the forest. Like I'm going for, you know, no one's around me. I'm not listening to a podcast. And that's my practice. It's the mindfulness of, of your surroundings, uh, being in nature, feeling grounded. You know, it's the simple things of like feeling your fingers, you know, taking that breath, getting, dropping down to those big, deep belly breaths. That can be your meditation as well. And we've, I've said that before, um, right? It might not be you're sitting in a seated meditation for 20 minutes. It can look completely different, but you're being mindful. And I think that is something that we all can, I think even in general, we all have really dropped into that over the past couple of years of just so much change. People like we're not being numbed. You know, the world isn't like we all have woken up a bit of, wow, you know, things are different. And that the awareness, even even that is um, that's impactful. So we all are feeling it. OK, so you start your day with, let's say, anywhere from 20 minutes to an hour meditation, nature walk, those sorts of things. Yeah. Yep. And then in the evening to wind down something similar or something different yeah I like taking a bath I love my bath I can do my nice a stretch even getting on my mat for 10 minutes Uh, I love you know soft stretches Uh, I I did that a little bit more in the winter I find because it was like you're more hibernating so I want to be outside a lot more until like 9 9 30 at night the sun shining or, you know, sun setting a lot later. So uh, just reading, journaling, taking your breath. Like I love being in my bed and just like with my tea and just breathing. And like, you're just like, you're settling into from, from the day, whether whatever it was crazy or whatnot, but it's really learning how to turn it, turn it off, like turn off the noise. 
really, right? Because your head can just spin. My, my, I definitely do that. I have a lot of different things going on. And my practice is, is especially in that night recovery. I think, you know, we're doing the LP Fit Challenge right now. And I think that's my recovery in the evening. I really need to fine tune that for myself. I still haven't found that, okay, settling in, settling down. Uh, I love my morning routine, but it's that it's that evening recovery for myself. That and you're doing it consistently every day? Uh, a little Usually, challenging for sure. And to keep times? it consistent, you know? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Especially like my morning. Absolutely. And <laughs> I love, I love a good morning routine. Uh, yeah. It sets you up for the day. It's like so delicious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no one's bugging you. I actually also have my phone on airplane because if I, when I turn that phone on, okay, the world is at my service basically, you know? And so having my phone on airplane and doing, whether it's my gratitude, my journaling, that kind of stuff before I turn my phone off, I'm like, okay, here we go. I'm set and ready, you know, grounded. Let's go. What does the world have to offer me today? But yeah. I think that it's, it's really like you got to get really clear on that phone. <laughs> yeah, those Knowing boundaries. when to turn it off, it total boundaries. Knowing when to turn it off, when to look at it, you know. So way better at that routine and my recovery and that groundedness in the morning versus that evening. Like, as I said, I would, I need to fine tune that a little bit more, obviously like my baths and the Epsom salts and that, you know, a sweet book and that kind of stuff is, is more in the evening kind of thing. It's interesting for me. I have to find that um, when you talk about uh, shutting it off. So for, for me, it's go, 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 go. And my nighttime routine, it's like, okay, I know I should be doing these things, but I feel like that's also work. You know, I'm still at that point where, oh, if I have to grab a book or if I have to journal or if I have to do my stretches, I still feel like that's, I have to be on, my brain has to work. And it's like, sometimes I just want to Mm. sit there, turn the TV on for 20 minutes and just blank it out. And it's like finding that non-work and finding that um, brain shut off in these new practices that I think make a world of a difference. Yeah. And I got to be better at like turning on the TV and watching Netflix, like bubble gum for the brain, you know, (laughs) like totally just let me zone out. It's, I think that is, that's so important too. Don't you think? Like, well, I never, I haven't watched a TV show yeah. until COVID, like honestly, in like seven, I know Chad knows because, and now all of a sudden I've watched a few shows. Um, so it's like a, a reminder of like, sometimes you just need to just shut it oh, off. Yeah. And yeah, so finding a practice where I feel like, or just getting to a place in a practice where I can shut it off because I'm still in that learning phase of, of those those practices yeah me too I find I find when I'm on vacation like I don't it's like you don't care as much you're like whatever I don't need to look at my phone and Mm -hmm. you know you find that you you're holding yourself a little bit more accountable for your business and your things and this and that right when you're like when I'm in my house when I'm doing that day-to-day routine and whatnot um but I think you know you're hitting a beach or you know it's just it's like I think it's more a little bit more natural 
your body just naturally does it. Like doesn't, you don't need, you don't need it as much. You don't, I don't know. Agreed. Vacation for me is, is, is amazing. I finally just let myself. <laughs> yeah. Be. I, I, I think you're, you're saying you also do like check-ins throughout the day. Cause like, I think that's one of the things where like you're, you're moving pretty quick throughout the day. And then there's, it sounds like there's some way that you can just like, you just like change the pace kind of thing. Like, I, I I agree with Michelle, like um, nighttime, like for me to do meditation is one of those things where it's just like at the point for a lot of people, like, I mean, being, uh, having a big family, like you get the kids in bed and it's just like, I'm, I'm out, I'm done. I'm, I, I need 20 minutes, oh. turn the TV <laughs> on and I probably forget to shut it off kind of thing. Right. It's just like, can't even create the willpower to do it. The morning time seems definitely like a good idea because again, that's kind of like, how you start your day. But I also, I think during the day, like I can find myself a number of times, like where I just get up off the computer and just go grab something like water or something like that. And it's just like, it's like two minutes to walk away from the stuff, but it's so easily. And you so quickly find yourself walking right back to it, right. Without even resetting your mindset. So I'm really interested also how you sort of do it throughout the day. Yeah. I think it's just, it's just the becoming aware and being be uh, planning okay I have these tasks to do in this next two hours and once those are done and maybe it will go to two and a half hours then let me go outside make a tea chill out and you and you have that space to put your feet up for 20 minutes and I think that's just more of a sustainable day than than just go 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 and I know when I do the go 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 because I've you know, I even, I did that yesterday. I can easily be, you know, I'm, I'm grumpy at night and I'm agitated and I can't settle down. And then I can talk negative to myself and it can just go in a spiral because you didn't do that, the things that you know to do and, and, and to say, nope, you know what? Stop for a second. (laughs) This isn't working and enough. So it's, just it's implementing those like I think as human beings like we we do have air we do make mistakes we do the practice is the practice but I also think that like to create a sustainable week you know like an LP fit life like I need my recovery day of not working out on the Sunday because I've been doing it since the pandemic of like going every day with LP and I probably wouldn't do that, and I wouldn't have been able to do that if I didn't take my recovery days. Uh, I could have had an in- injury, like knock on wood, I haven't yet, and I do push myself pretty hard. So it's the same thing. Like, how do you want to live your day? What do you want it to feel like? I always go by a feeling too, and when my head starts to spin, or you know, I'm just like, okay, let me just go shut the computer and go outside, go water the flowers, like something really, really simple to take you out of that spiral or that energy to change it up. And us as human beings, we can, we are energy. Like we can change that pretty quickly through thought. And it's through that mindset work. Chad, you love that word mindset through that work. And it's like just change and changing that thought, changing that pattern, meditating for five minutes. Holy moly. Like the, the difference that it, that it made, that it makes is, it's uh, pretty impactful for the rest of our day, you know? Yeah. You're, you're speaking my language. This all sounds amazing. She said mindset. <laughs> <Chad is in>. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, 
So how, how do I get started? Like, what is like, like a few easy things for me to get started? Like low barrier entry. How do I get into this practice? Yeah. Me and Chad struggling. Like what, what's our best? Everyone says headspace. That's all they say. Yeah. Download headspace. Oh, some apps. apps, Yeah. So I don't do a, a guided meditation from headspace or any kind of apps or whatever. I was, I've learned through like being in silence. I think we already all have so much distraction around us. And like, if, if, if you don't want to do something like at night, you're like, Oh, Michelle, you said, Oh, I feel like it's still a task Mm -hmm. to do something. Even just being bored is like the best thing for your brain because we are so stimulated right now. We, we, we're like fish. Like we're Mm -hmm. like, what Mm -hmm. lights? Like we just, (laughs) it's like the new, we want to see new stuff every time. Every time we open up Instagram, if we saw the same video, it's like, that's old. And that was just published (laughs) yesterday. Like, you know, it's crazy. The amount of uh, stimuli that our brains are, um, uh, are experiencing Mm -hmm. right now. So being, literally being bored is is just in literally doing nothing that's a really great start to your meditation practice but to get even a little bit more uh grounded about your practice uh you know i you i would say you can do a meditation lying down there's a lot of practitioners that would say not to but why like like what where did that stem from where did you why why don't we why can't we do that laying down you know I know I'd probably maybe fall asleep (laughs) and that's like that's okay too because then that means you're actually listening to your body and it's like oh I my body needs rest so maybe it needs rest and I feel like I'm failing on the meditation (laughs) (laughs) I know and then it's just a spiral totally it's like yeah Totally. So then maybe for you, you want to be seated in a, you know, in a seated position and then something. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I do have a pillow. Yes. Oh my God. I love you. But um, yeah. And, and really just being with your breath. So I would, I would literally put on the timer for five minutes and uh, you know, roll your shoulders up and back get in a seated position. I always say like you can definitely sit on a pillow and making sure that your, your hips are kind of rolled forward. So you find that you have a long, tall spine and then you're just really feeling into that breath. So you might want to take, you know, three big deep breaths, starting your timer and then just listening to your breath. So really just kind of around, you know, below your nostril, above your upper lip, kind of finding that breath like right there. So then you have that focus and that point. And then anytime you have distractions, you can come back to your breath. Now, this is one form of a meditation, but there's so many because you can do visualizations. You know, you can, you know, a thought comes, you can go along that thought and keep thinking about that thought. But then you get in your head, right? But what I'm saying is there's just so many, so many avenues and ways to, to meditate. But I, I do love uh, coming back to your breath, breathing, uh, and, and listening, being with your breath. When a thought arises, you come, you notice the thought and then you come back to your breath. You notice the thought and then you come back to your breath and then you breath, you're breathing, you're breathing. Then that's the thing. Our brains want to escape always. And it's training the brain 
to come back to the breath, come back to the sensation in your body. So if we're sitting here, okay, we've got five minutes, I'm breathing. Am I breathing? Do you recommend am I breathing in through my nose, out through my mouth? Um, if I'm a beginner, what's your, what's my best bet? So I would just have a nice, soft, uh, closed lips, and then just inhaling, exhaling through your nose. And everything is just super soft. But a lot of the times we, we, you know, to live, we have to breathe. And a lot of people find that shortness of breath. And all of a sudden, they start realizing they're breathing just at their chest. And you become aware of it. And sometimes people can get a little bit of anxiety for closing your eyes and you start breathing and being aware of your breath that can come up too. Then you just open your eyes, you know, take a look in around the room. You can lie down, put your hands onto your belly, you know, saying yourself that I am safe, like using those affirmations. But uh, it is, it's a, it's an interesting practice because it's different for everyone. Um, And yeah, I, it's nothing, it doesn't like necessarily come natural. I'm, I'm like, I'm still, I'm obviously practicing it. And there's, there's, I love asking questions to very advanced practitioners and, and the answers are always so interesting because it's really just, you know, the answer basically, you know, and it's, it's very simple. Like it really, at the end of the day is so very simple and I think that's the challenging part about it because it's just being in your body with your breath and coming back to the moment sensations of the of the breath and so it's a lot more simpler than what's happening in life or in certain things so we think we need to put all of this stuff onto maybe what it's supposed to be or feel like or look like you know we try and make it more complicated than really what it has to be to get started totally mm-hmm. yeah totally and then it's real okay, five minutes of breathing. five minutes of breathing. <laughs> try <laughs> but it's like the morning okay so this is my thing the mornings for me and i know for a lot of our members are super busy so um say you're getting up uh say half of our members uh um, maybe a little bit more come in for a morning workout you know we get up get our workout in uh chad comes home gets the kids ready for school when when does that i know i know we had mitch blaine on the other he gets it done he gets up at three i'm already getting up let's say at 340 yeah oh my God. i'm already getting up at 340 345 i'm not getting up at 330 with mitch blaine um yeah, how do I fit in that? I know it's only five minutes, but it's like alarm goes off. I'm up, I'm going, mm-hmm. and where does that f- five minutes fit in? And is it okay if it's maybe um, after the dust settles? Totally. Does it have to be before? Totally. Like if that's your gig, you waking up and you going for it right away, do it. That works for you. Perfect. And then, and then it's like after your workout, like, isn't it the best feeling when you're done a workout? You're just sweating. Like, that's like a sweet spot to head into a meditation, mm-hmm. you know, like fully lying down on the ground and just being in that space. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. Like, it's, it's such a great place to even start your practice because 
you do the fit life and to implement that probably maybe at the end of your practice of LP and then just being in that bliss. Like you are so in your body, you're, you're sweating, you gave it your all and then just go and like sink into that. Yeah, I think that would be such a cool place. New mandatory five minute meditation post workout. Yeah. Okay. Like just lying on the ground. Oh my Imagine God. Half everyone would leave. I would think <laughs> for now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. Maybe I'll try that. Stephanie? Yeah, I like that. Idea. I love that. Yeah, I mean, I just thought of that now. But it's so cool mm -hmm. to see the transformation on um, even, you know, I work with dancers. I never got that opportunity or knew about that kind of thing when I was little. And maybe it's all good because you're it's all unfolds perfectly. But maybe some of the things that I was struggling with, with um, my body and nutrition, when I was in my 20s, that might have not been prevalent because, you know, I had that body awareness through that breath and feeling grounded as a performer and dancer when I was growing up in the dance studio. And to see them when I get to give that to dancers and I teach them on, on Zoom, to give them that gift is like everything to me. Like I just love seeing them and they're all like blissed out at the end, just like covered up in their blanket in Shavasana. And I'm just like, that's awesome. Just to know that, you know, the things that I can give to and serve those dancers is pretty cool. That's cool. And I, I think like a lot of things we've talked about is, is like um, practices on, on, so it, everybody can just take into their life and, and sort of sprinkle them in through the day. And just like you said, make it work for you. Um, I'm curious if there's, if there's slightly different approach when it comes to like mindset or, or meditation practices for performance. So like right before you're, you're going on stage or, I mean, I, I'm going to be biased to like golf, right? Like you see on the golf course, there's um, some individuals sort of have a, have a ritual there or even like, going and doing a CrossFit workout, like there more and more performance athletes or performance people are using this type of, they're kind of triggering their, their next muscle, right? Like they're now looking at mindset as a muscle to start flexing and you hear it more and more, which is fantastic. Like, do you approach it differently if it's for like performance based in that kind of example? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like I, I almost need to, yeah, I want to, pump myself up I want to you know uh, it, it just like it's scary sometimes like getting on stage in front of so many people or this person's in the audience and you know that kind of thing like you, it's very nerve-wracking at times and then it's like creating that mindset is getting into your body and practicing that like a while ago you know, when I started in my career, I'm like, Hey, yeah, let's go. And then you just like, you create those like that pump up, like, you know, <laughs> whatever. And, you know, course, loud yes. music and you're ready to go and let's go, mm -hmm. you know? And I find that also like, that's fantastic. And also like getting in your body, feeling like being grounded is also it's, I find that I find I have a better performance when I'm more aware and feeling grounded so maybe, you know, before a show, sometimes I love to do a yoga class even before, before, for like my warm up and to get into my body. But it, I, you know, in general, I do think it's, yeah, mindset work for anything that you're doing. I guess you do have to have a little bit of that ritual 
to bring you to that space. Hey, it's like, it's like that it's all of a sudden you're in that bliss state and you're like, wow, like I'm, I'm present, I'm here and I'm just, I'm living. You know that, you know that feeling? I'm sure you get it when you golf. If you hit that swing and it's just like you, you're, because you're just so present, so grounded, so in the moment, it's like where your mind was. And I think that's the same for performing too. You hit that stage and you're in that, that mode, that mindset. And it's just like, it's, it's, uh, yeah, you want it. You want to find that. It's like so juicy to find those, those, those experiences. And they don't necessarily always come because sometimes I'm on stage and I'm totally in my head and I'm like, Oh my gosh, this person's here. Oh my gosh. Did I kick properly? Oh my gosh. Did I point my foot? Like then you're in your head and like, yeah. So the mindset work is always work, you know, cause it's like every show it's, it's a different show. I mean, it's, it's live theater. That's the coolest thing too. So sometimes I have good shows. Sometimes I have bad shows and uh, yeah. Did I answer your question? Yeah, I, 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 I think so. I mean, I think, I, went off on a tangent. I think so. Like, I think, okay. yeah, I, I guess I'm just trying to see if like, it doesn't sound like there's that much, there's not that much, I, you know, I, I think Michelle and I probably overthink it a lot compared to someone like yourself, like just kind of get started where we're asking really, like really simple questions. Like you said, it's simple. So like, I think a lot of people overthink it, right? Like it's like, okay, I need to have an empty room. I need to make sure the kids are not here. I need to make sure that, um, I don't have any meetings. I need to make sure my, my, my phone is not in the same room. And it's just like you build up all these sort of uh, excuses or sort of blockers, right? Where it's just like, no, it's just simply what you said. Like you just, you're just breathing really. <laughs> so like, but it's also can be, yeah. uh, you can also feel kind of vulnerable in that state. Cause like mm-hmm. when you said be bored, I think especially now there's probably more people now than ever where boredom creates this like uneasiness. Like when I'm bored, like, which doesn't come regularly. Anxiety. I'm I'm then up and I'm trying to fill my time, right? So it's like, does it did I cut the grass yesterday or should I cut it again? You know, it's like you're finding I should be doing that, something. Yeah. It's like I'm gonna go empty the dishwasher or I'm gonna go do this. It's just like you find a task to continue keeping you moving, right? And I think I I in the past yeah. few years and I think same with Christine, like that is that is our lifestyle right now. Like we constantly keep things moving. And there could be small things like the dishwasher versus larger things. You know, if I have a free weekend with the kids, I'm probably going to golf four times. And it's just like, I shouldn't have done that. I probably should have just took a day and literally like, like you said, like just turn the TV on and just gone out into space or just, you know, try to get myself to be in a bored state, which is really crazy to think that we actually have to try hard to get there. Oh yeah. There's so many distractions right now. You know, I think that you seem like very, um, committed to all the things that you do in your life and you know I'm very excited and eccentric and love to do like all all the things but I also think I also think like the whole recovery piece is so important and you know to keep that to keep that sustainable for but also too like it's summertime right now we're supposed to be out we're supposed to be golfing four times a weekend you know and just and I think a lot of the times it is going with the season I find that winter you can hibernate more. You don't need, you don't have to see a lot of people. You're just a lot more inward. Naturally, I just totally retract and go and go inward. And right now, like the, you know, it's, it's, 
it's uh it's so exciting it's exciting you're we get to see some people now and you know go out to mm-hmm. the patio and i think that's another part of that's just we're human beings like we can we go have fun and go live and go go play in the world truly you know and you know it's sometimes too if it's like if there's nothing wrong like why do we need to fix it you know but also too if it's in the back of your head saying oh shoot okay you know what i i know i need to slow down but what where does that fit in for myself it doesn't have to be every single day maybe it's you know for a couple hours on sunday maybe you know like it doesn't have to be this like big pendulum swing either no i i i'm now like uh, thinking a lot <laughs> which is cool because <laughs> it's 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 a crazy topic to talk about because it's like um we are in a unprecedented time where we technically as a society should be more bored now than ever before but i don't think that's the case i mean even with us everyone's sort of locked down and stuff like that i don't think mm-hmm. people would say like this is the the most boring time of their lives i don't think that's true because it's like you somehow filled it with something else so quickly and i mean that could have just been, simply been a device or you know i've, I've watched the entire library yeah. of netflix i don't know but like people still kept crazy busy during a time when we were sort of told not to be busy almost which is so insane well it's like that pressure pressure of uh okay i have this time off or i have this more time and then it's like what can i like there's all of these things that i can accomplish in this time off right so sometimes we get sort of um not forced but influenced to get better because we have maybe that more opportunity yeah. to we all just need to get a little bit more a little bit more softer a little bit more grounded you know like i think that this time and space that there was was giving ourselves the permission to like like just uh find that so- a little bit more softness or the shoulds like let go of the shoulds and you know um you know because we didn't have the opportunity to go see you know all all the friends and all the people or do this activity or do that activity you know and uh you're right chad like it was it was a busy time for a lot of us and we somehow found a way to still uh create that busyness and uh, at the end of the day, I think that just finding, we need to find a little bit more groundedness as a whole and, and so- more softness. And I'm practicing that too, you know, and, and I think too, you know, when we practice that, like people are like, oh, I can't meditate for five minutes. And it's like those kind of sayers, I, I would say like meditate for 20, you know, because when you find, when you do meditate for 20 minutes you actually find more space it's crazy to do your to-do list then or do whatever you need to do like when I when I do my yoga practice I can't believe it's like it's crazy because I don't know I find that I I get more things accomplished throughout my day when I do start a little bit more softer or do or become a little bit more aware or get into my meditation I don't know if that's ever, if you've ever noticed that or have witnessed that for yourself. (laughs) 
I don't do much softness, I oh, think. I so that. <laughs> um, I haven't quite had the opportunity <laughs> maybe to experience that. So maybe that's, you know, a new goal. I think this, I think this is a well-timed podcast. I mean, better timing could have been a year ago. So then we could have used our, mm-hmm. filled our, our busyness with practicing this, but I still think this is a good timing because, because we did introduce a lot of busyness in our, in this weird life, this weird sort of weird past year. But now as we turn, turn the corner to go back into what our world was like two years ago, you know, what drops and what, what do you pick up? Right. Cause obviously we're now going to get busier. So it's like, now are you going to sort of flood the gates with just more stuff? And then it's just going to create even mm-hmm. more biz, you know? So I think this is good timing because I think this is um, something that I will definitely, I've been thinking about doing this for a while. So this is again, another podcast, another kick in the pants. Ooh. <laughs> Not even for me this time. I know. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. I, I honestly think that this is the best, time to be to practice this and as because the doors are opening up like everywhere in the world literally you know and so it's like so many changes have happened have have happened it's like what do you want to you know keep from that almost you know prior pandemic what do you want to let go and what do you want to bring new into this as the doors open up like what what do you want Mm-hmm. Who do you want to? Those be? are good questions. You know? I feel like it's a whole other podcast we could talk about those questions. <laughs> we'll get Kobe on; he can answer those. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, amazing, amazing! Uh, this has been uh, really fun. Um, you said you have a bunch of different things going on. Maybe uh, give you a little bit of a plug about how people can kind of follow you and your, the practices that you do. How can people find you online? Uh, yeah, so you can follow me on my Instagram. So it's at Bethany Kovarek. Uh, do you want me to spell that out or no? I don't know. No. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> and um, yeah, and I actually I teach uh, virtual yoga classes online, so it's awesome because you can be literally anywhere in the world and uh, uh, practice yoga with me. So we do a bit of that mindfulness at the beginning and end of practice and moving breathing. Uh, throughout the yoga class so yeah I have a series in um, July and I'm going to be doing more I mean I'm sure this will come out after that but I don't even know when this will come out but I'll have different uh, I have different classes that I will be offering so you'll always see something popping up there and uh, yeah you'll just just kind of see all my art and my work and what I'm up to and 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 stuff so yeah, I put it all I put it all out there. <laughs> and hopefully we get to see you in Stratford soon enough. Oh my oh, god. I can't I, wait. Yeah, I so hope so. It's a long time coming to like I hope we can get back to that. It's just it's that big word is hope, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. We're hopeful for sure. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you again for joining us. Thanks, Bethany. Uh, you are all so awesome. So grateful to be a part of the LP family. And I just love starting my morning with you all. So it's so great. Love it. So grateful. Awesome. 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 Thank you. Thanks, Michelle. Thanks, Chad, for having me again. 30th episode. There you go. 30. Signed, sealed, delivered. Amazing. Amazing. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll catch you later. <laughs>